All right. Good day, dreamers. It's me, Darcy. Who do you want to be? Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? What is your biggest dream of all? I'm going to help you get there every step of the way. And so welcome to Beyond the Dream. And so, you know, I bring in always for you um, extra special guests who, in my opinion, um, are experts in these subjects of, 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 a, of manifesting, of energy, of attraction, the quantum physics, uh, of, of all of this fascinating world. I mean, I love to bring you different perspectives um, so that you can hear and learn things uh, in ways maybe that you didn't know before and that you can apply to your own life. And so today I am extra excited to have Trudy Stoner uh, come join in with us. And I could not wait for us to uh, come together and convene. Hi, Trudy. Thank you for being here. Hi, Darcy. Thanks for having me. I've been yeah. so excited. Yeah. So first and foremost, let's, I want you to just introduce yourself um, and let everybody know that's listening um, in and, or if you're watching on YouTube, uh, treat you just uh, what you're up to in life, uh, what you do and, and how is it that you help and serve people in your world? Whoa, that's so much. That's so much. And your energy is so contagious. Like I love it so much, Darcy. I love it. I'm like, I want to jump through the computer. Um, I know. I love it so much. Well, um, I'm a love coach, but I'm not your ordinary love coach. Um, I, I really am all about what is love. Like seriously think about that. Let that land. Like what is love? Because I believe with all my heart that we're doing it wrong, that we've been taught to do it wrong by well-meaning people that learned to do it wrong. And it just is a cycle. And and that's part of the work that I do is I really work with women on breaking those toxic cycles and the limiting beliefs that we carry about love. I introduce them to what love really, really, really is and who they really are. And then from there, we have a foundation. And that's when we go to work on like attracting, being magnetic to finding forever love. Uh, yes. Okay. Perfect. So this is what I wanted to talk about is because it's such a big subject in my world. And what I teach too, um, is that it all begins this work. It, it all begins right in here, right in the inside, whether it's your money, whether it's your love relationships, your health, your body. Um, you know, I know people that listen probably think I'm just a broken record, but it does, it does come back to this self-love and how it is that we can then attract the things that we want in our life, like including that love, but it begins with this self-love. So can you tell me when you're working uh, with your people, like what, what is that process like? What are, what, what are some things that we need to do to begin to even start discovering and how to get back in here to this love frequency within ourselves? Well, you just nailed it. Like indirectly, you said it all. And I have um, a program that's um, Abundance Through Love. And my favorite quote of all times is when the tide comes in, all the boats rise. Yeah. Because I believe with everything that I am, that when we align with the energy of love, and that is an inside job, right? We recognize that we are love. We're deeply in love with ourselves. We're deeply in love with our life. We are vibrating. We're showing up in a frequency of love. Then 
in every area of our life, we become magnetic. So when we set this intention and start working together, it may be that a client comes to me and says, I, my picker's broke. Men suck. I, I'm never going to find the one. I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. I tried it. I've been there. I've done that. I got the t-shirt. I hate it. But I want to talk about love because I'm lonely. I don't want to be alone for the rest of my life. I, I keep trying and I, I just don't understand why I attract broken men or emotionally unavailable men or whatever the case may be. And, and so when we back up and they see, it's like, that's where they come in. That's the gateway. Right. And then they see that it's like, oh, wait, there's a limiting belief in here. There's a story going on in the background from when I was a little kid, like maybe even a baby. And I somehow like latched on to this idea and you can enter, right? I've heard it all, but the most common, I'm not enough. I'm not whatever enough, like put in, fill in the blanks. I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving. Or like, what did I do wrong? What am I doing wrong? Because I'm not doing something to get it instead of being something to attract it. And so we start there and we just work on that foundation. We look at those limiting beliefs and then we look at their patterns. Like the universe leaves clues, right? So our history, I say, leave the pain and bring forward the lesson. And then also like start paying attention for success. The universe leaves clues. There's always like this yellow brick road that we can follow if we're paying attention. And when we see that, it becomes almost effortless. You know, I mean, we have to put a little more effort in than sitting in the corner and just saying, okay, God, if you want me to have a man, he better show up on my doorstep, right? It's a little more than that, but magnetically, energetically, it's going to be a lot easier than you think. Oh my gosh. Right. Yes, 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 yes. And yes (laughs) on all of that, because right. It's it is who we're being. And just like you said, and it's the same thing that I, I teach as well. It's like, it's like what's running the show, you know, it's the, the limiting the beliefs, the programming, the things, you know, in our identity, right? So it's our concept of ourself that then, um, and our beliefs about ourselves, uh, our beliefs about the way it should be, ought to be, especially like when you're talking about relationships or like how relationships should be, you know, how it's been modeled to us. Yes. It creates a whole identity and we have a whole identity around love and relationships. We have a whole identity around money. (laughs) We have a whole identity around our health. Um, So there's a lot to pick apart and it's doable to be able to have it all. It's not like, okay, I got to fix this. I got to fix this. And then I got to fix this. And that's what I say, right? You're not broken. There's nothing to fix. It's just this in a, in attunement. So pretty, like you say, when you get in alignment, you know, it's like when you just can be who you really are, that we start literally vibrating at at a much higher frequency that then becomes the energetic match to the stuff that, that we want. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Amen, sister. And the thing is, is that like, you know, you can't be like in a state of gratitude and a state of fear at the same time or anxiety, like gratitude is like this great love and gratitude are great elixirs. And 
I also believe that like we we really can't be truly aligned in one area of our life if we're super out of alignment in another. There's a disconnect there and you'll so you'll you'll have trouble. You'll be like focused on health and fitness and wellness and uh, but your relationship is falling apart or you're like super stressed out about money you'll find that then your efforts over here, you're struggling. It's like, it's not so easy. You're holding on to the weight or your um, comfort eating or you, oh yeah, something happens, right? Because you're still out of whack. You're out of alignment. So you may not realize it because you feel like, oh, in this area of my life, I'm a rock star. But over here, how come I can't? Like I hear this a lot because I work with a lot of professionals that feel like they've got it all completely together, but their love life is like not going so well. And they, they fail to see, like you can't see the forest through the trees. So they just don't see that blind spot. They don't see that limiting belief that is actually, whoa, where they could be like, my gosh, if they're succeeding in this area where they could be, if they would just lock it all up in a line, it's like the final puzzle pieces coming together. It would just skyrocket. It does. Right. It literally like skyrockets. And it, and it's like, once, once you know this piece of it, like, you know, like you can't unsee it and it, and it just, it just absolutely works. And I always tell people too, it's like the reason why you don't have what you want is because you believe something to be true. That's, that's not, I mean, it's just something that you believe to be true. That's not so, especially like if you're looking at relationship, you know, or love, it's like, there's just something that you've bought to be true. That's not, and it's, you know, that limit, but once you can see it's like, oh, and then we can look at where did that come from? Like, who said that, you know, like, (laughs) did somebody put that, that on me? Is is that my, my belief? (laughs) Well, and also, and it's so interesting. I love the way that spirit works because I just taught this in a mastermind just this morning and it literally just came to me like yesterday. So it all is coming, right? But the other thing I think that we do is that we tend to cling to what we have and what's familiar. And we don't realize that when we do that, then we really are closing off that entry point because that's even that is out of alignment. So using love as an example, if I say I want a loving, connected, um, passionate, like deep soul centered connection with another person, that's what I want in my partner. And I am not going to settle for anything less. And then I meet someone and so nice and so good on so many levels, but just not, mm, don't have the soul connection, don't have the physical connection, but wow, really awesome. Like we have fun together and it's so like, okay. And you know what? I've had worse, certainly had worse. So this, this, this is good. This is good. And who am I to really question that? Or, or maybe there's potential or, Maybe I shouldn't be greedy. My expectations are too high. And we settle without even realizing we're settling. And we just shut the door on that desire that we have that's so strong. We do it with money. We do it with health. We do it with everything. Because 
there's, like you said, there's a belief or a limiting belief or story running along that says either we don't quite deserve it or we just can't have it. Um, maybe that's for other people, but it's not for me. And when we uncover that, that foundational belief and shine a light on it, then we feel like our security can come from us. Yes. Then we're not looking externally for that safety, that security, that familiarity that says this is good enough. Uh, who am I to want more? Like I have a roof over my head and I have food on my table and I have clothes in my closet. And so many people in the world don't have these things. Who am I to want more money? Like, are you kidding me right now? How greedy could I be? It must be a really selfish person. And this, this, this is probably something that we got told when we were little. So there are always going to be beliefs that are running the show, like you said, subconsciously. And until we can shine a light on them, then we break free. Because when we are secure in ourselves and we get that we're okay in the present moment, always then we're free to dream. We're free to set like, like a line, like we talked about before we got on the call. I was up for four hours last night, getting insights and downloads because I said, I'm open to receive. And, and that was the cue. That was the cue. The universe is ready, benevolent, so ready to deliver, but, but it absolutely perfectly. What did I write down? It perfectly aligns the universe responds to what we think, say, and do. Every yes. Time. Every time I've been saying all week, it's kind of been my new little mantra. The universe wants to play. The universe wants to play. I, you know, I mean, it's, it, I, I say it over and over. You know, we were not put here to suffer. You know, we were put here to experience more and more and more and more and more. And that's why we call them those desires of the, of the heart and our universe. God source um, wants to shower down all of this stuff. It's, it's here all around us. And the universe really does want to play. And, um, you said something too, that made me think too, like, um, especially you and I both work with a lot of women business owners. And, and that's one of the things too, where I find that it's kind of, again, that don't know that you don't know that runs the show is that as a business owner, you know, it's like we we're in business because we, we want to provide the service that we love. Like we love it, you know, like whatever it is, your passion, you do it. And then there's that part of it. So it's like, well, it's not okay for me to want money for it. You know, I can't say that I want money, but we do live in this energetic exchange of money. That's for a whole nother conversation. But we, like you said, it's like, who am I to want more? Yeah. You know, like I've got all this, I've got, you know, that, but then, but we're running that who, who am I to want more, which it, it'll put a permanent ceiling on your ability to, you know, grow your business, how many more clients you can get. You might notice some pops, you know, you'll get it, but then it invariably, and then that safety feeling of like going back to that feeling, as I said, you know, the frequency state of like, oh, okay, this is familiar yeah. and safe, but that happens so much in business um, to um, a big one. And, and Trudy, I know, you know, this one to be true that you see with, with the uh, people that you work with is uh, guilt and shame. Yeah. The big one um, that I tell people, it's like, you can't, you know, because a lot of us, you know, carrying so much guilt or shame that it, it does. It's like, you literally can feel it in your body. And that's why I teach so much about how things feel in your body and frequency, 
because this is what we're running. Like guilt and shame are some of these lower frequencies that are very far away from some of these things that that we want. And so um, in in love, you know, for holding on or trying to suppress, hide down, don't look at them, feel really shameful or I'm guilty because I, I did this. I was bad. Therefore, if I'm bad, I should be punished. I don't deserve more. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> On so many levels, right? On so many levels. I mean, it could just be like, especially the women I work with that have been in toxic loops, yeah. right? They have a history of like failed relationships. And with each one, it's like a tick mark and yeah. they're tallying it up and there's more and more shame associated with each one. I, I really am bad at this. I really can't do love. I really have a broken picker. I've heard that so many times. And, but then there's also the personal deeply embedded shame that we're taught, like could be about anything, but for women in particular, what about sex, right? Yeah. Their sexuality, their sensuality, it's, and, and we don't realize it, that part of that toxic cycle, that's running that because then we, we either are recreating a story of origin, trying to fix it, um, or we're antagonizing it. Like, yeah. and we choose partners that are going to stir that so that we can face it. It's an opportunity, or we choose partners that are um, recreating that cycle. And so like in my household growing up, there was no physical touch. Like you just didn't hug, you didn't, and there was no, I love you. There was, there was nothing like that. It was about provision. Love was about provision. And so then I, it was really viewed that I'm a really touchy feely person. There's something wrong with me. Yeah, yeah. And God forbid if it like ever got to that level. I mean, my mother, my conversation like growing up was someday you're going to get married and you're going to have to have sex. Like, good God, do it just to have kids. <laughs> and so sex was not only taboo in my household, it was filthy. It was dirty. It was a bad thing. It was something that bad girls do and good girls don't even want it. And so imagine taking that baggage into a relationship but then, you know, you pile it on. I say it's like an onion. We just pile one layer on another one and another one and another one. And it's both the stories and the limiting beliefs that we're piling on. But then it's our experience because our ego goes to work to prove us right. Yeah. And so we choose a relationship that that is like validating of that belief system. And we go see, OK, I knew it. I knew it. All men cheat and women are just like not supposed to do these things. And, and we've, it's our stories and they just perpetuate until the day that we can see that we're making it all up. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And like and I said, it is an illusion that is, the stories right? are an illusion and it's like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Right. And I say too, it's like, it's like kind of like pulling a string of, of beads, you know, of this, of kind of the, the, issues it's like once you can get kind of one of those and it's like uh, you know and it doesn't it here's the other thing too and, and I know you know this to be true as well like it it doesn't take years and years and years of therapy to to fix yourself it does I mean it literally in an instance because like Trudy and I are saying it's like once you see it and you're like oh my gosh oh my gosh and I see it and when you see that you do that once you'll see where you do it everywhere and it's like 
and pull that out. But then the next piece of that, even for me, is now we got to put in the put in the truths, right? Because we believe in. um, Well, there are things that are are facts. Like you know, it may be like okay, I my bank account has this much money in it. You know, or that might be a fact. But the truth is, you know, the truth of who I am is this so you know, yeah. really start putting in this this new like who you really are and you touched on that right in the very beginning it's like okay who who am I really you know and it's just when we can remember who we really are you know that's where that magic starts happening um, and it doesn't again it doesn't have to take years right Trudy yeah yeah once you see it that you know it's all thought right everything I mean our experience of life is always going to be our, our thoughts, because everything's run through our individual filters. And that's why those stories come in and are so key. But when we see it's just a story, when we see it's just a, a thought, and we realize that we can drop it, and that it's an illusion, and that we're making it up. I mean, who hasn't done this, right? Like, you're, you're in a relationship, you can paint whatever picture you want. It can either be who, who are you talking to, right? You could be talking to somebody and you want, look at perfect example, social media. How many people do you know that, you know, their relationship just sucks. They are not getting along. They are not communicating. You look at their social media platform and you just think that they are in a match made in heaven. We can paint whatever story and picture we want to. And so like, um, is it Abraham that says, um, think a better feeling thought, like pick, if you're writing it, if you're the author and you're writing your story, whether it's about money or about health or about love or about all of it, write a better feeling story, like pick a better one. Because when we see that the onion's an illusion, we don't have to peel it back like 25 years in therapy, one layer at a time, we can take a sharpest knife cut right through it, drop it in an instant, like miracles calls it a holy instant. Yeah. Yeah. In an instant. And, and I love that. I'm actually uh, reading right now is such a phenomenal book that I would love to recommend, which is the astonishing power of emotions uh, by Abraham Hicks, you know, Esther Hicks. And yeah, uh, it's, it's phenomenal. And it's really just like what you said, just a, a it's going to be a whole nother topic here, but, uh, but is about picking that better feeling state, you know? So, uh, God, Trudy, um, let's see, there's so much, cause you and I could just talk forever. Um, but since we can only have this short amount of time, um, I would love, is there anything that you can share just like, like three, uh, tips, tricks, or tools for people that, uh, are listening to just kind of start, um, tapping into this, this self-love? Oh, well, I mean, it does start with self-love. And so, you know, look for the sticky points, right? I have every single one of my clients do mirror work. And I don't know if I have any right here, but there's like these markers that you can buy and they write on glass. And so you can write right on your mirror and then you can, you know, like a dry erase kind of a thing, but it's for the mirror. So, and what comes up for you, right? So many people struggle with this just to be able to just look at themselves in the mirror and say something kind. Like I encourage them to say, I love you. 
But that is a big effort and takes a long time for some people. And you notice things happening. Like first you have mean girl. I call it mean girl when she shows up on your shoulder and is like, gives you all of it. She's the one that says all the things to you that you would never say to your sister or your best friend in a thousand years. That girl shows up. Oh my God, this is stupid. Why are you, you're going to look in the mirror and tell yourself you love it. You know, she, that's mean girl. And so you, I know you're trying to protect me, but thank you. No, thank you. Notice her, acknowledge her, see if you can figure out where she's coming from, you know, and then like sit with it, mirror work, even if it's one minute a day, and then you increase it to two minutes a day. And, and then you increase it to each time you just walk past it, just stop soul gaze. Look at yourself in the mirror. I promise you, I promise you, if you can get through the resistance on the other side of that, you'll cry. Yes. Tears. And I say that's the ice that we've put around our heart to protect it melting. Yes. That is tears. And you'll start to soften and you'll start to glow and you'll start to actually, this is number two, look at yourself the way that you look at a partner when you're falling in love. When you go on that second date, third date, fourth date, fifth date, and you're starting to fall in love, you sit across from that person and you are actively engaged in looking for everything good about them. I love the sound of their voice. Oh my gosh, such beautiful eyes. And we go head over heel. We ignore anything that does not fit into that box, right? We don't sit there and go, you know, we just don't do it. We, if we're falling in love, we are right there. Biggest cheerleaders. We find the gold we're digging for gold. And so do the same thing with yourself. You could easily look in the mirror and find, oh my God, look at that gray. Oh God, I got my skunk trail coming back in. And, and this one's starting to droop. Maybe I need to have something going on there. And oh, look at the neck. We could do that all day, every day, right? Just work our way down or Or we can dig for gold. We can look at it and say, I'm actively falling in love with you. Like I'm going to fall in love with you and look at how cute your nose is, or look at like what beautiful eyes you have. And I love it. They sparkle. And I love this start digging for gold and giving yourself that kind of that, just, oh, that you need. So those are like two things that I think are hugely important for laying a foundation for falling in love with yourself. And the other thing, and this is true, whether it's yourself or another person, two things, drop expectations, drop them, right? Let the now unfold, let it be magical and just let the moment by moment unfold, drop expectations. They will kill your vibe every time. And the other is do not hold grudges. Forgive and release. And that is for yourself just as much as any other person. Don't hold a grudge. It doesn't do anyone any good. And I heard this about unforgiveness once. And this is, again, towards ourselves or towards another. Unforgiveness is like taking a poison pill and expecting the other person to die. Yeah. So that's my. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. I am such a huge proponent of mirror work and, and I love it. It's just like these steps, like you said, you know, how that, that first one, that mean girl is going to pop up. And it is a natural progression. And one of the things that I love, one of my favorite mirror practices, I I learned even more recently from uh, Lisa Nichols, who people might be familiar with Lisa Nichols, but, uh, and that is to every morning, 
or, or any time that you're looking in the mirror, you know, to say three things that you're proud of yourself for. Mm-hmm. And just to really, you know, look yourself in the eyes and to yeah. say that and talk about when you said that about, about that ice melting, you can just feel it, you know, it's like, and this can just be baby steps because it is, it's hard. That was me. I remember God before all this shifted for me, there was, a, I, I literally could not look in the mirror. I was, I was doing a, um, it's like a group uh, coaching session, like a live thing. And they pulled out a mirror and held it. And you had to go and, and say, I love you. I, I could not do it everybody in that room, I couldn't do it. And it was just like, wow. You know, at that time I was, you know, almost 300 pounds and, you know, in the life that I was, but so it's, it's neat now, you know, like that's this work works, you know, like, yeah, I love me. Yeah, Let's go play <laughs> universe. Yeah. Right. All right, Trudy. Thank you so much. So before we go, how can people find you? So the easiest way is my website, trudystoner.com. Okay. Easy yeah. enough. Trudystoner.com. Um, for those of you that are listening here on podcast, um, I'll, I'm going to put those links and then also on YouTube, I'll put all the, all the links there so you can uh, easily click on trudystoner.com. And I know uh, she would love to help you. And she's got amazing programs, lots of them. So all right, Trudy, um, thank you. And as I tell everybody, uh, here is to all of your wishes fulfilled. Here's to your dream and driven destiny. I'm going to help you get there every 